the late 80s, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the podcast Pat Trek. My continuing mission to introduce my friend Patrick to the best show that ever ran on television. And to boldly go where millions of white guys with glasses have gone before. Hello, welcome to Pat Trek. This is the show where my friend Pat O'Rourke introduces me, Patrick Winninger, to Star Trek The Next Generation, a show that I've not seen. Yeah, and I have seen it a ton of times. And you know what, Patrick? What? I kind of love this episode. Man, I did not. You did not? No. Uh, Clint just... Worthington, what did you think of this episode? Oh, it does not hold up as much as I would like. Really? Yeah. It, uh, it's it's one of those things that really ages poorly con- mm. in consideration of like the 80s. Like gender norms and all kinds <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and costumes. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. You host a podcast called Alka Hollywood. Alka right? Hollywood, yes. Yeah. Okay, that's not my question. That's yes. a statement. Yes. <laughs> what drink would you pair with this episode? So Alka Hollywood, mm. for those who don't know, is part of the Chicago Podcast Co-op. Mm-hmm. And it is a podcast where you pair a drink with a movie, right? Correct. Yeah. Yes. And we make a drinking game to it as well. Yeah. 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 So what would be the drink? That would Ooh. go with one zero zero one zero one zero zero one zero one zero one. That's a good question. I think I would probably have to do something something in a martini glass. I would call it the minuet. <laughs> uh, I think it would have to be some kind of like some kind of spritzer. Mm. Maybe it would it would have to be a like one hundred and one proof liquor. Yeah, yeah. Because of the binary, because of the binary nature of the binars. Oh, very cool. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and I'm, I, I feel really terrible because I'm blanking on like what a classic New Orleans drink would be. It would have oh, to be a variant uh, on a Ramos really nice. Gin Fizz. Yeah. Uh, hand grenade. Yeah, uh, it would have to be a Ramos Gin Fizz. Like some, yeah, some, some sort of variant on that with like Pimps some sort cup. of one, yeah, uh, yeah. Ooh, it would probably. No, I think it would probably stick with the Ramos Gin Fizz. All right. But yeah, yeah, it would have to be some variant of that. Uh, called the minuet. Oh, uh, that looks somewhat like a white wine spritzer. <laughs> she like, <laughs> she's like holding white wine her hand. the entire time. Yeah, yeah they basically. Do. They do. Um, yeah, and this episode, I don't think I said the name right when we were talking. It is actually called one one zero zero one. Zero zero one. I'm glad you said that because I was not going to look up how to say it correctly. <laughs> I was going to say height. Yeah. right? Yeah, I was just going to say it's some binary shit. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And and Patrick, I have a very interesting production fact. Oh yeah. Did you know that the scenes of the crew members reacting to the evacuation uh, is the exact same footage from where no one has gone before? The one with the traveler. Yes, exactly. One of our favorite episodes because that's where we're introduced to the concept that space, time, thought are all one thing. They're all one thing! (laughs) (laughs) And also men can wear skirts. Yeah. Which is great. We didn't realize this, but like, yeah, there's a shot later in that footage of the dude with the man skirt. Yeah, right. When Mel was on the episode... Uh, she commented on this man in the skirt. So yeah. we definitely saw it again yeah. this time through. He's in the same hallway, everything. Yeah. Yep. He just hangs out there. Is that a station? Just yeah. hanging out? Yeah, I think so. Hanging out in hallways yeah. in a skirt? He's got hallway duty. <laughs> yeah. He's the hall that's, monitor. That's the, red, that's the red light district of the Enterprise. Yeah. Uh, in one of the three hallways. Yeah, yeah, the three hallways. Yeah, it's near the holodeck. Yep. Yeah. Riker Ooh. hangs out there a lot. Oh, God. Oh, we'll get into would. that later. Yeah. And let's try, Patrick, not to get so nasty this time as we're talking about, about the, the holodeck. holodeck. <laughs> I, I'm I very one... sorry. I made a very gross joke about how the holodeck is cleaned a couple yeah. episodes ago, and I thought we edited oh, it out. But this episode is so perfect for I it, I know. I, I'm 
I'm not going to talk about that, yeah. though. Uh, what I am going to talk about is Patrick's log. This yeah. is what was Yay. going on in the real world the week of February 1st, 1988. I have the New York Times news summary from that week. Uh, one thing was a dispute over a factory chimney in Łódź, Poland, entangled communist authorities, business management, and press over pollution. Environment officials wanted to close the factory but had no right to enforce their orders. So I think this is like when solidarity was going on in Poland. Yeah. 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 So it was like big in the news in the 80s. Yeah. And you know what? I think those themes really came through in the episode. Oh, yeah. 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 It's very yeah. topical. I saw a lot about Lech Wałęsa and the Gdansk uh, uh, dockyard worker strike. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot. Well, there was a dock. Yeah. yeah. It was. So, yeah, that's close enough for me. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and it was the same doc as in Star Trek Three, correct? Clint? Ba- basically, like yeah. the, the episode, because I mean, the episode you, f- you see right away, like it's the star base. It kind of looks like a mushroom. Like you see it in the same way. The, I th- I'm positive they use the same like plates, the same special effects plates um, as the other thing. But it's kind of hilarious because anytime they use that star base, they use those exact same shots and angles as in Star Trek Three. And to be fair, they're good angles. But like, it's hilarious because. Apparently, in the last eighty years, in between, like the Enterprise, the original Enterprise and Enterprise D, they nothing's made, changed. Nothing's changed, and also, like the Starbase has to be bigger, right? Because yeah. the Enterprise D is so much bigger and so much wider than the original Enterprise, but it can still fit through the door. So they just like made another Starbase that is like just so much, just so much bigger, right? Right. <laughs> to like fit the Enterprise D through, yeah, and it did. It fit. Perfectly through those doors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're jumping ahead a little bit. <laughs> sure, yeah. yeah. So, Patrick, should we oh, get into the episode? Uh, or is there more facts? Oh, yeah, there's just one thing about Pat Robertson. Oh, another in, Pat. Well. Yeah, another Pat, Pat Robertson, <laughs> in the Iowa Republican Caucus. Public opinion surveys are uh, really good for him, but it says party elders wonder whether his unorthodox presidential campaign <laughs> will surprise them. <laughs> so we've noticed a lot of parallels between uh, our present-day and what was going on in 1988 ever since uh, we started this. And then there's another one. This just says, Dick Gephardt's new look raises eyebrows. I have no idea what that means. That's all it gives. <laughs> what happened to Dick Gephardt in 1988? Did he get a haircut or I don't know. He found an identical twin and painted his face purple. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Much like what happened and they f- <laughs> in 100011. 100011. Yeah, so uh, we'll go ahead and get in, into the episode then. Let's do yeah. it. As you were talking about earlier, Clint, there was an exact shot of like, oh, you know, this Starbase or whatever. Yeah. I didn't pick that up. I just knew it's like, oh, Starbase yeah, 74. Exactly. Well, this was Star Trek 3. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but they like mentioned that they're going here in the previous episode, right? I, I think do, so. I believe They're like, so. oh, we're late for refits. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, you're yeah. Right. There's a brief mention yeah. of that. Yeah, so, you, you know, right. that level of like lost era serialization, really. <laughs> yeah. Know? Take that, J.J. Abrams. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they go and they meet some guy, uh, Commander Kinteros. Yeah, who looks like uh, Mirror Universe Picard? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's Picard with a goatee. Yeah, I, and yeah. I gotta say, I like this episode, but I hate that guy. He's a oh, he's that awful. guy is horrible. He's a horrible character. Well, yeah. I, he's he's at once too involved in the situation and not involved enough. Yeah, like he yeah. just sits around being like, "No, you can't catch the Enterprise," <laughs> and like, "Don't you have a job to do? How right. big is the star base? Go administrate something." <laughs> yeah. But he's got these two. The weird thing about him is he's, he's got these two purple aliens with him, yeah. identical twins. Uh, they're called Binars. Yeah, one zero and zero one, and they're going to be <laughs> outfitting the ship with like new stuff. Which think about it, they could only ever call th- those only those two Binars could ever be called zero one and zero one zero and zero yeah, one. Yeah, everyone else what has the like super long names. I they guess must. they looked out. 
Yeah. Those are the two first two binars ever. Well, we should make the argument, or I guess you could make the argument, that they are like the rulers of the binars. And that's why they're on this very important mission. I guess. Uh, yeah. With the Enterprise. Because like that's like the first two binary numbers, right? Yeah. 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 No one else can have those names. Yeah. It'd be very no. confusing. Or, right. or they come from they royalty do. then. They yeah. must be like the royal family of binars. Well, what if 1001, like, what if that's just like Patrick? There's like yeah. more of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just their first name. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, they're they're from uh, Binar Ireland, basically. So there's, <laughs> there's just like so many of them. Yes, no wonder they act so drunk. All the time. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's why when they talk, they slur their words. <laughs> yes, and they finish each other's sentences. Oh. Oh. Pat can make that joke. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> His name is O'Rourke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's fair. That's fair. I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, so they're going to upgrade the holodeck is the other big thing. Yeah. Because that, because well, apparently guess, the, the thing that, well, it has almost killed everyone on the ship. That's twice. right. Because the, the Dixon Hill episode has already happened. Dixon by this Hill. Point, and right? also, I think we figured out in Angel One that it caused a disease to spread. Uh, yeah. Which, the entire was ship. That, makes no sense. Was that what that was? Yes. yes. That's how the, I think I missed that part where the holodeck caused well, it. Well, because they, they smell it outside the holodeck. Yep. Oh, is that where like the the snow is happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the snowballs. I, I don't want to get too much into earlier episodes. You guys have already covered. Yeah, but yeah. And, and but, once again, this is going to be one of those episodes where I'm like, why does the holodeck exist? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's fair. Um, I think it's also funny that this is the second set of upgrades that we've gotten, and we're only what like 13, 14 episodes in. Yeah, right. And it's already been upgraded twice now. Right. So that original holodeck, <laughs> yeah, the original yeah. holodeck much has sucked. They're <laughs> testing all this stuff. I mean, on I guess the most it's important vessel. It's yeah. running on Windows, so you have to keep <laughs> updating it every single time, like yeah. every five minutes. It's yeah. like, oh, we have to shut down the computer, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So they had these binar people uh, messing around with the bridge. They have a weird twin language. Uh, yeah. They wear these little computers on their fanny packs. Ooh, they yeah. don't wear. They're, those computers are part of who they are. Oh, they're part yeah. of their body. Yeah. Like these buffers. It stores their collective memory, which I thought oh. was a really cool concept. That is kind of cool. Especially yeah. when you think about what cell phones and social media have become today. That's yeah. that's our collective memory yeah, all this, being this, stored. This entire episode was just like a cranky 55-year-old man going, millennials on this their is, phones. Yeah. <laughs> it's very old man yells right, at cloud. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's I guess, you know, in a way, there's sort of a, you know, comparison to the Apple IIe, I guess. I don't know. Everyone was like super like sort of tuned in to like, oh, what are these amazing things called computers that are right. going to change our worlds? And uh, we just needed to find out what was going on with those. I think one writer just heard the word binary once. Right. <laughs> He's like, I've got an idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll build an entire episode over this. Yeah, the so, binars. Yeah, it's, they're, they're like twins. They can't be away from each other, I think. They operate in tandem. Yeah. yeah. I think they could be away from each other. They're just not very effective if they are. Yeah, they yeah. work best in pairs, yeah. I think, is pretty yeah. much what. Quintero and they have complementary outfits. Right. Yes. So, like, they, they start out with two and they end up being four. Mm-hmm. And so Riker is very, like, wait, I thought there were only supposed to be two of you. And they're like, no, well, you know, you said that we had to finish it in under 48 we're hours. We're actually the same pair, racist. Right. <laughs> yeah. Riker's been a huge space racist in this episode. He is. Oh, yeah. And a space sexist. Right. Yeah. And I think just to back up for a moment, uh, what happens is the Enterprise is late. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really yeah. important to They have talk a very about. quick time exactly. window. Right. And that's why the binars double down on how many there are. Yeah. Right. This is an important I presume yeah. the events of Angel 1 like hel- held them up a bit. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Riker held them up with all of they the They had to have capacity. the men's rights revolution on that planet. And, <laughs> and now his new sex adventures are going to endanger another race of people. Yes. Yep. Yep. 
Man, damn, he just Michael. can't help himself. And he Put does your it penis away. in one of my favorite episodes of the game. Yeah, he, uh, it's his sexual escapades again. Make that whole thing happen. Right? Is that why the the addictive game happens? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's the, in the future. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's this whole sequence where like Riker is wandering around the ship trying to find something to do because he talks to Picard. Picard's like, I'm just gonna go take a bath. I you love know? that. I love so that. like Read everyone, no everyone is going off to do their own thing, and we just yeah. follow Riker for like ten minutes i kind of like that series of scenes because mm-hmm. it's it, it you know at this point in the series and you know tng as a series really struggles with like giving their characters things to do and kind of dimensions and the and everything because gene ronberry's big edict was everyone gets along so they can't really like have conflict have conflict yeah. or even like really any dramatic things so like it's kind of weirdly fun to be like what does Riker do on his day off turns out he doesn't even know no nope. yeah because he's like the lame friend who keeps going around to different friends being like hey what are you guys gonna what are you guys doing this weekend and like oh we we had this other thing going on. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, uh, better not. Yeah, better that's like pretty much time. the only thing that happens. Like, he goes to Wes, and Wes is like, I'm watching these binars. Something weird Why is going to happen. Why does he hang out with Wes first? <laughs> I know, that's, yeah. That's his go-to. Is this like, uh, hey, 14-year-old kid. Yeah. This isn't weird at all. What are you going to do? What are you do? doing with your time you know, off, 14-year-old yeah. boy? I think it says a lot about the Riker character, because often we're told how badly he wants to be a captain and yeah. how much his work defines who he is. Yeah. And I think that's what this scene is attempting to show, is he doesn't even know what to do if he's not working right yeah that's true because yeah he he runs into like people on their like yar and wharf on their way to play some game parisi's square parisi's yes. squares which you got to get into the rhythm you can't break up the rhythm of parisi's yeah. square they, they yeah, talk about yeah. this game that i have no idea what it is for like <laughs> five minutes i don't think anybody does. one of the great right. tragedies of star trek is we never end up seeing a game of parisi's squares <laughs> it just looks like american gladiators it yeah. does they're wearing yeah. like these little car mats as padding yeah uh, it's, well, it looks weird. Yeah, later in the series, you get something with uh, like very American gladiators, like with Riker and his dad. That's like oh, the yeah. Asian, the Asian uh, rubber joust yeah. fighting. Yeah. yeah, awesome. In like BMX <laughs> outfits. Yeah, when the holodeck is put to good use. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. But he's like, he goes, he finds like uh, Data is trying to paint. And yeah. Jordy's yeah. like helping him paint, and he makes this like really messed up comment about like, oh, blind man helping a robot paint. And it's just like, dude, <laughs> fuck this, you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you are going to be hearing from HR. Or, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and to be clear, Patrick, he says a blind man helping an android paint. Oh, he said android. Yeah. Okay. He didn't, yeah. yeah. He There's didn't a, say the very offensive <laughs> robot words. Yeah. Well, to, robots uh, aren't sentient. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we save all the racist stuff for Dr. Pulaski next season. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, but yeah, and then he tries to talk to Beverly Crusher. I think that's the most bizarre one because she keeps going on and on ad nauseum about Dr. Epstein. Right. And here's this amazing thing about like cybernetics, blotty, blotty, blah. Yeah. Like, and no one cares. Dr. Epstein. Scene's not a character. Yeah. We don't meet him at all. Yeah. yeah. Or my favorite her, part is when anything. she says, I'm just gathering my notes, and she's like picking up these pieces of plastic and putting them in other places. And yeah. it's like notes are bigger now in the future. Like yeah. that would be a sheet of paper. We ran today. out. Well, we ran out of trees, Patrick. That's oh, why. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we're all on. Have you like, ever tried to grow a tree in space? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny considering, like, you know, how pads became the precursor for iPads. Mm-hmm. Like, but in Star Trek, everyone like stacks iPads like they can yeah, only have is, one he, document. She has like 20 iPads in her office. Yeah. Yeah. For no good reason. I have to look at them all at the same time. Right. Yeah. So she's going to, you know, go meet this gene scientist or whatever. And yeah, Riker's still wandering around with no idea what to do. He's like, well, might as well go get laid. Yeah. So he goes to the holodeck (laughs) and the binars are like working on it. And uh, this is my favorite part of the episode because like he has a choice (laughs) to go anywhere. And he's like, I want to go like to Kansas City. 
which Why? is a dumb choice. Then he goes, yeah. wait, no, New Orleans. Okay, yes, very yeah. much like Kansas City. Well, yeah. the blues scene in Kansas City. Oh, he wanted yeah, to go to a, he wanted to go to a music bar. Okay, because yeah. that becomes clear when we're in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's like, but quote unquote. My yeah. favorite part. He Heavy says quotes. New Orleans. Bourbon Street, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little dive says, on Bourbon Street. Bourbon Street Barn, New Orleans. Yeah, just a which a does not exist. Yeah, uh, that's it's not a real name, name of a real place. Yeah, uh, and b he goes to like it's like okay, well, uh, you're gonna see a lot of vomit and the yeah. worst restaurants in the city. So have fun Everyone's with that. Be holding dude. red solo cups. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like he didn't say like oh you know Fallberg Marini or like Irish Channel like any cool place in New Orleans. He's like no. Yeah, Bourbon Street, right? Tropical Isle. I want a hand grenade. <laughs> I'm gonna get a shirt that says like I'm drunk or whatever. Yeah, and wander around in the hot sun <laughs> what for ladies four hours. Take their shirts off and I throw them beads. <laughs> yeah. In 1987, though, was Bourbon Street as commercial? as I it think is it today? was. I'm sure it was starting. starting to, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess in the future it would only be heightened. So by the time he got right. to Bourbon Street, it it's would be like even so, more kitsch. Yeah. yeah, it would be either what. What either the only two choices for New Orleans in the future at this point is that it'll be turned into a shittier version of San Francisco where it's impossible to find like decent rent or it will be literally underwater. So yeah. like <laughs> I'm I'm not even sure if future New Orleans exists. <laughs> it in, probably exit like floats on a hollow field like right. where New Orleans used to be. Except uh, isn't one of the captains in uh Voyager or something no, from New Orleans? Uh, Deep Space Nine, his dad like runs a Creole restaurant in New Orleans, I think. No, oh, he runs okay. a Creole restaurant in San... No, I think it's New Orleans, but okay. uh, yeah. He's from there, so, so he keeps talking about making like gumbo and yeah. uh So Future Cash. New Orleans does exist. Okay. Yes. Well, that's good. That's they good. made it. Yeah. yeah, good for them. That's our utopian vision yeah. of the future. Yeah. The Vulcans taught us how to keep New Orleans. Right. The good. future yeah. The future is bright, New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> World War Three didn't take it out. No. No. We're good. Yeah. 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 So he goes to this dive bar on Bourbon Street, which is like immediately. It looks like a community theater production yeah, of like Picasso at the La Panagia. <laughs> right, like, yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's like uh, a high school plays. Like dinner uh, theater, uh, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, trying to do Streetcar Named Desire. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, like there's some wrought iron and, and stuff. It's like, it's not a bar because, like, first of all, they're drinking out of glass, which yeah. is like. Yeah. It's like five two person tables right. in a bar. It's like if yeah. this were on Bourbon Street, there would be someone. Pouring a bunch of like shitty mixed drinks into a plastic cup <laughs> and letting you wander around on the street and to like get assaulted or run over by a horse. Yeah, the <laughs> set is about as big as this studio. Yeah, yeah. oh, totally. Yeah, there's an enormous bar. It could yeah. fit like 20 people. Like yeah. that's the maximum load. Well, at one point there are 20 people in there. Yeah, he says yeah. that's too much. Too many people. Too many people. I can't pull my dick out in front of all these people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Reduce I, it to yeah. one woman please. and yes. a jazz band. And a jazz yes. band. Yeah. So he goes through like all these different women until finally he. You know, he, I guess, gets the woman of his dreams. Yeah. And uh, it's this woman named Minuet. And yeah. she introduces her. Third time's the charm, though. Yeah. Because he has to, like, continue, he has to continuously go, like, different hair color, like, not different sultry attitudes. enough, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Always in the red dress, though. And always in different places. They can't, like, regenerate them in the same place. They right. have to, like, be in different parts of the. <laughs> and, that was just a little detail that right. weirded me out. And she has yeah. incredibly 80s hair. Yeah. And oh, yeah. And so stuff. big. Yeah. And it's like the French manicure nails. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. Gloria Steinem sex pot. Yeah. Right. Well, that's yeah. the whole thing. And that drives me crazy about Minuet is she is literally from the get go. The binaries understand that what Riker look is looking for is an object to have sex with. Yeah. 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 I mean, this is this part of the episode is what I call uh, Riker and the real girl. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because he's basically just he's 
literally looking for an object. Yeah. And he's surprised when it is like actually learning from his interactions like, with her and, and has kind of a will of its own. Yeah. Yeah. Like pleasantly surprised that he can talk to this thing he's about to screw. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's still adhering to all of his needs and wants. You right. Know? Yeah. It's still like the ideal woman for Riker. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she introduces herself, by the way, with my name is Minuet and I love all jazz. Yes. <laughs> Except Dixieland. Except Dixieland, which A, is the kind of jazz you will hear in New Orleans. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's like, oh, except for the... Well, because Riker's a hipster, jazz hipster. Oh, He's jazz like, hipster, oh, I don't like right. that, that yeah, he, jazz you hear everywhere. Right. He plays yeah. the trombone for her, the sexiest of all instruments. Which is absolutely a Jonathan Frakes affectation. Like, he, he's an yeah. expert trombone oh, player. He so, like, he def- that definitely feels like, Something hey, he put, Gene, put into the stri- could you, yeah, right. let me it's like, like, well, it wasn't going to be a saxophone, but I guess yes. trombone. Uh, trombone, the sexiest of instruments, <laughs> I think he does said, yeah. play the trombone quite a bit in the series. Too. It's true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. this is the first time you see it. Yeah. yeah. And I like it. I think it's cool that he's got a thing. Like, Picard has the flute, Riker has the trombone. Data, Data has, has the violin. What is Data I think plays the an violin. instrument? Yeah, yeah. And he's also learning to paint too. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a Renaissance. Well, man. he's not learning to paint. He knows how to paint. He's learning creativity. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we get those little bits of him like being like, "I'm awaiting inspiration." Yeah, with yeah. Uh, LaForge, who's like, "They've been hanging out for hours." Yeah, like, yeah. And he's got this weird '90s like magic eye painting he's working. Yeah, on. yeah. <laughs> it looks like it looks like a Boston album cover. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We see it like th- that's one of the things that struck me about this episode is like the stuff that they added as an affectation for the future. Like, oh, they don't paint on canvas anymore; they paint on some like plexiglass, plastic, plexiglass yeah. thing, which is completely different. Uh, yeah. It's like, oh, they don't have paper anymore; they print everything on these huge sheets of plastic. Yeah. <laughs> that's worse. Yeah. yeah. It's like, that's more wasteful. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, so he's in the club. He's like playing a trombone for this lady very sexily. And <laughs> it goes back to the bridge. And Wes is like trying to figure out how the binars work. He stands there for goddamn he's, hours. Yeah. He's there for literally, it's hours at this point. Yeah, yeah. It has to be because it was, it took 48 hours to do the repairs. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so this is where they we find out. quick, by the way. Yeah. Whoever, whoever, whatever contractor that is, keep them on. <laughs> yeah. That's a nice bid. Because well, they're working in pairs. I guess so. Yeah, but they uh, <laughs> they reveal that they interact with computers mm-hmm. based based on how their brain works. Yeah. But it overloads or something, and that's why they have those buffers, which is those little Walkman that they have uh, uh, yeah. that store extra information. I guess. Yeah. yeah. And but they all have like the same collective memory. Yeah. yeah exactly. Also, yeah. yeah. It's it's a little confusing. Yeah. It's not. It's exactly what. The world is like in 2016. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything is stored on the cloud. Oh, yeah. It's some yeah. sort of cloud that so, all yeah, of their information is on. So, and so, uh, and they have their cloud hooked up straight into the brain. Right. So, like, yeah, th- I, uh, we got Dropbox. I, so. would, I would hate to see a binarf happening. <laughs> <laughs> that would God, pretty much no. be the worst. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but, but anyway, yeah, like that's, yeah, Riker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Riker's still like, Riker's like dancing with this lady, and then Picard comes in. And oh man, Picard totally cockblocks him. Yeah, well, it's like Picard is like there trying to talk to this There should be a knock-first policy right. with the holodeck. Especially if you know Riker's in there. Yeah, it's the holodeck. What do you think people are doing in there half the time? You right. covered this. And yeah. so Riker goes in and she like starts speaking French to him, which, you know, oh, very authentic New Orleans where they still speak French. Right. Like, <laughs> right. no, that doesn't... Well, what's funny is that her, her French accent is better than Patrick Stewart's because yeah. we're yeah. still toying around with the idea early in the show that Patrick Stewart, like his, that Jean-Luc Picard is super French and super proud of it. Yeah. Even um, though he has a British accent and we learned from data that French is an obscure language at this point. Yeah. yeah for some reason. Yeah. We all learned English like right. you oughta. Yeah. 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 Well, 
again, not everybody is speaking English. It's, it's all being translated. But yeah. for why did French disappear? It's like one of the most commonly spoken languages on the planet, and that now that's obscure. Because everyone right. speaks common now. And if so, then why does why is Jean-Luc Picard so proud of his like hundreds year dead heritage? Right. See, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess his family's yeah. family has a winery. Yeah. Has a vineyard. Yeah, and when they a go winery. to the vineyard, when they go to that vineyard, yeah. uh, it's way it's like the 1800s for some. Yeah, yeah and he's like actually from France, though, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, that kind of makes sense. But if, what we learned from this is that she has learned how to speak French because she heard his name. Yeah. And adapted the program to him. Yes. Yeah. Which so is whatever the most self-aware the holodeck has ever been. Yeah. Yeah, and and will be until Vic Fontaine. Yeah. In DS9. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, uh, Moriarty. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which you'll you'll get to. I'll get to. It's you'll get to next. Ship season. in a bottle. I think I've already talked about it briefly oh, yeah, on this yeah, podcast. Yeah. I love that episode. It's uh-huh. one of my favorites. Uh, yeah. But meanwhile, on the bridge, uh, Wes has to <laughs> talk to Data, and he's like, "Hey, there's a problem in engineering." And we think we talked about this when yeah. we were watching the episode. Could you be more specific? And then I he, can't really. I can't. And then he's more specific. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, like, they're dumping a- antimatter into the like. Doc, like con- containment field, blotty blotty, like yeah. techno babble. The thing they like, they just write blotty blotty blah tech 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 in the script, and right. then they have their science guys like fill in yeah. gobbledygook. So, right. Well, it is the antimatter is going to explode. Yes, yeah, so that's they, the fear. It's data blow is like, yeah. well, we got like eighteen minutes. We got to evacuate the ship, mm-hmm. get it out of space dock, get it out of the space dock, and set a course for as far away as possible from any inhabited planet. Now, yeah. now Patrick, were you at all surprised at how? strong data just took charge yeah that's the first time we've ever seen him do that he was just like well you know i am the acting officer uh i don't know where picard is Riker is getting busy in the holodeck strange right and so we gotta i guess i'm in charge and it kind of makes sense like he's an android yeah Yeah. and he's take charge and uh the scene with him and uh and jordy in engineering was like it's not bad for like being a normal like techno babble star trek scene which made, made me think that like maybe that's one of the reasons why they eventually made Jordy, engineering officer, because yeah. he like isn't in this first season. No, no, they no. just end up having him do all the engineering stuff. Yeah, every time something happens in in engineering, he runs downstairs. Yeah, but he doesn't stay down there. Which the show gets a lot better when he's in his element. Yeah, well, because the first season they like go through a, a roster of chief engineers, right? Like, it, yeah. which is kind of like obnoxious. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, because at this yeah. point, do we even know who the chief engineer is? I don't know. It's always like somebody else or like, oh, it's always like Argyle yeah. or there's like oh, Singh yeah. or I remember because they Singh had to died go, though. Yeah, that's right. They had to go through so many though that there's like a later episode where someone keep an eye out for it. Uh, the chief engineer has to introduce himself by his full name. Like whenever they call for him, he's like chief engineer Leland T. Lynch here. <laughs> <laughs> and like, that's how he introduced himself every time. Yeah. So like, yeah. So there's the whole roster of them, but then like seeing these kinds of scenes is like, yeah, this is where Jordy belongs. Yeah. yeah. Cause he can sell that crappy tech techno babble dialogue. He's like, Oh, he this isn't it. a glitch in this system. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's going through it and he's like, I've checked all the circuits, which took him about four seconds. Yeah. So I mean, he's real good at yeah. checking circuits. So, there you go. He's the best. <laughs> yeah. But what the the thing that happens though is so they all abandon ship and in the confusion they realize after the ship goes into warp Picard and Riker is still on board. Yeah. They yeah, have they no are. idea what's going oh, on because the they're they're busy in Bourbon Street Bar, which is the <laughs> yeah. name of the bar that they decided to go to. <sighs> Flirting God. with a fantasy woman right. who is going to yeah. who you have to be aware when you're in that 
holodeck. It's not real. It's not real. She's it's a fantasy. Real. So how is she like capturing well, they, your like fantasy? They're like, well, they can, they end up treating her like an intellectual exercise, right? Because they're yeah. like sitting around a table and talking like, about her in front of in her. front of her, be like, oh my god, look how real she is. She's touching my hand. She knows that I want her to touch my oh, hand. Yeah. yeah, like and it's super creepy. And Riker's totally got that look on his face. Oh my like, god. Please keep touching my hand. Yeah, yeah, and then he says, "No, Riker, no, Picard, stay." Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, like you can't see it, but that table is actually like raising a couple of inches. <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, Minuet tries to keep them there, yeah. like forcefully. Yeah. She's like, "You can't leave yet." Yeah, and the different tactics she uses is kind of interesting until like she like shows her hand by being too desperate. Yeah, right. exactly. Because at first she's like, "Stay, have some wine with me," and he's like, yeah. "No, I should get." Going. Oh, and we yeah. haven't had a dance, Jean Luc, and yeah. yeah, it's it's, and then like eventually it all happens. Yeah. yeah. So they they're uh, eventually able to leave a uh, Bourbon Street bar <laughs> in, <laughs> yeah. in authentic New Orleans, Louisiana. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit! It's red alerting all over the place. And yeah. Now. And then, yeah. There's a huge red alert. They don't know what the hell just happened. Nobody else is on the ship at this point. Yeah. They just think it's like, oh well, the ship's been taken over. Yeah. Yeah. So they initiate a self-destruct, which is, you know, kind of like two keys to turn the submarine, and it's going to blow up in five minutes unless they can get control yeah, of the bridge. Yeah, the countdown clock is yeah. definitely not the super sleek Michael Okuda designed, like, yeah. Elkar's stuff. It just looks like it's an like alarm It's like Soviet clock. technology. It looks like a shot clock. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, an 80s shot clock. 80s that. shot clock. Yeah. Oh, man. It's yeah. pretty great. Uh, and so, yeah, they have to like try to find their way onto the bridge, right. and they treat the binars like they're this like amazing physical enemy too, because they're right. like we have to like overpower warp- them. These yeah, people, these yeah. these tiny, these tiny like sort There's of people with the ladies. soft heads. That yeah. Have been, like- <laughs> well, and they go to the weapon room, which we've yeah. never seen a weapon room right. before, and they pull out Clearly huge, labeled, huge phasers. Huge phasers. They look, yeah, they- I, I was saying they look like the um. If you ever watch America's Funniest Home Videos in the '90s, the things that people <laughs> pull from under their chairs to vote. Yeah, <laughs> it looks like those devices. They look like back in the '90s when we were going to have interactive movies. Right. Like yeah. The things yeah, you yeah. were going to pull out yeah. to like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I also love um the mindset of putting your own ship into self-destruct mode. Oh, yeah. I yeah. thought it was so well, cool. Well, it raises the stakes. That's yeah, cool. it really does. Yeah. And, and what it does, it's like, if we can't take this thing over in five minutes, we're going to die. Let's just let it go. You yeah. Know? Like, well, because they say that they can't let, this is a flagship of Starfleet, they can't right. let it fall yeah. into enemy hands. Yeah. It's one yeah. of the most advanced ships in the fleet. Yeah. And I do appreciate, like, that is one, one thing the episode sort of does well, is that, like, at least compared to early, like, other early TNG episodes, like, which can be kind of anemic when it comes to the action, like, you know, you get the impression that there's a sense of momentum, there's right. like yeah. a tension, there's a ticking clock, literally. This is like the cyanide pill yeah. in, their, in their pocket. Yeah, yeah. and like the, the music is blaring while they're walking in lockstep, <laughs> like slowly down the yeah. three quarters. <laughs> like, yeah. Dude, y'all have five minutes. You know how long those turbo lifts take? Like, stop Just power walking. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> as they say on Mission Log, uh, which is a, a podcast that I enjoy that's a Star Trek-themed podcast, uh-huh. they t- always talk about the uh, turbo lifts and how long they take, and they're like, you know how long it takes to get to one floor to the other? Uh, as long as the conversation takes. <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, back on the Starbase 74, uh, Data is trying to figure out where the nearest Starfleet ship is. And yeah. the commander, uh, you know, evil Picard, yeah. is just, he's not concerned by this he's at all. He's ready to get on with the rest of his day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is like, hey. He the, still lets all the senior officers hang out in the command center, yeah. though. That's nice. Yeah, and the weird thing is, he's taking no responsibility None at for all. these aliens that he was that in he charge hired. of that and put on the ship. Not a single "my bad" is uttered. No, right. no. My this is why guys. I hate this character. No one is like, yeah. no one's laying into him either. It's like, dude, you didn't hire a union. 
This yeah. is what happens. This is what happens. This is what happens you get when what you, you pay get... for. This yeah. is what happens when you upgrade your computers with people from Angie's list. <laughs> and well, like he's just not concerned at all. No, you not think at all. He'd care more because like they offer that horrible exposition at the beginning that he helped design the ship. Yeah. Right. Like so how many people baby. designed that goddamn ship? Like yeah. over the course of the series, a million people did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. granted, that's probably but true, it is but. the best ship in the fleet. Right. He would have some personal pride in that, as well as general responsibility for what happens to that ship while it's under his watch with his own team. Yeah. And instead, he does not care at all, and he's just sitting there being like, "Well, there's no way to get to it. Nothing we can do. Nothing Man, we can do. Who the most important ship in the fleet. I'm is on that. union break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but. Data is able to figure out, it's like, well, the Binars obviously did this, right? Yeah. Well, because they, they warp into the bridge. Yeah. Because they, they grab their, their dirt devil phasers and they're like, okay, we're going to warp in from two different points. So that way, yeah. in case the Binars are like these Liam Neeson mm-hmm. taken monsters, uh, one of us pretty can cool. take them out. It would yeah. be cool. Um, but they're just asleep. They're just asleep in formation. They managed to like fall unconscious in formation, like yeah. laying against each other in this little pile. Uh, and yeah, they have to figure out because they figure out the binars like have all the information stored on their computer, right? Yeah, because yeah. they get sent to Binus, which is their home world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like turns out shit's gone down. Yeah, so they like deactivate self destruct. So yeah. I want to get into the naming of planets again. So yeah. do you think it's not? Why isn't it a zero zero one one? Yeah, exactly. Thing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you think that name is the Federation's name for the planet? They wouldn't call it Binus. They well, would call no one it... on Angel One, I think, actually called it Angel right. One. Right. So yeah. the Federation must have a bunch of names for planets yeah. that yeah. the natives don't use. Right. right. It's kind of like us calling it China, even though they don't call it China. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So, uh, but my Data has one of my favorite lines when they like consult him to try to figure out what the password is because they have to like ask the like they oh yeah the they have to like hack into the computer yeah yeah he said this and this is a game we like to play on Alcohol Hollywood called so stupid I had to write it down um, it says file names can be anything <laughs> yeah very helpful information yeah they can be literally anything and yep. we were like trying to guess oh mother's maiden name. What's the bite? What's zero one's first pet? Yeah, like yeah. What what town did he graduate from? Yeah, college. Yeah, yeah. 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 So they're like, what, yeah. And what they're trying to do is they realize that all of the information from the main computer on the Binus homeworld has been dumped onto the Enterprise. Yeah, right. And so they're trying to access it so they can it, 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 like. The computer is what makes the binars live. Yeah, right. like, and yeah. When it's down, all the binars, all of them die. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, it's the cloud now is stored on the Enterprise. Effectively, yeah. is what so it's happening. Just like millennials th- can't get away from their phones, right? <laughs> With their Instagrams. Yeah, and these snap- binars can't snap- get away chats. from their main computer. But in doesn't their home that world. show you how forward-looking Star Trek was? Uh, they yes. shot called millennials. <laughs> yeah, how are they going to know that millennials existed? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty great. But they they, they eventually figured out because like oh, well they talked the to bin- Minuet. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, they go back to Minuet, and she like tells them like, "Oh, there's an EMP going past their homeworld." Yep. The only way that they could get you to do this was like dump it onto the Enterprise because it has the biggest computer, which is hilarious. Because when they had to leave Minuet to check out what was going on, because she literally says, "I can't tell you what's going on." Right. Then they go back. And she, she tells, tells them, them what's, going, what's on. going on. It's another Wesley moment, right? Yeah. Here's the thing I can't tell you. Here's the information you're right, seeking. Yeah. Here it is. Yeah. You can't have it both ways, screenwriters. <laughs> Which is like, well, why was she trying to keep them there? I don't. I don't. I still. I still don't yeah. understand because they weren't at uh, Binus yet. 
Oh, she was just there as a like distraction. There, and then, yeah, she was well, a distraction it, as well as a hint giver. Well, let's, yeah. th- well, let's think <laughs> because about this. Because they ask, is like, oh, I wish they left a note, and that's how they go to Minuet, that she's the note. But it's like, okay, if she's the note, that she should have just said that. That also presumes a level of deduction that Picard and Riker are going to have. That like, what if they exactly. don't figure it out? Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's true. And it's a big just leap. assume that the Binars stole a ship for no good reason. Right. Just like, to well, steal I guess it. they were too late. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, it. and the binars, they talk about this in the episode a little bit, about how they only think in absolutes, yeah, right? Yeah. right? So this must have been some sort of absolute for them? Yeah, because they, they yeah. fix the computer, the binars wake up, and they're like, they're trying to figure out what the hell happened and why they did this. Right. And they're like, well, you know, if we had asked you, you might have said you no. You might have said no. It's the whole ask for forgiveness, not for permission mm-hmm. thing. Right. But it's hilarious because if there's such binary thinkers, there should be they no room for m- might. Might, yeah, yeah. They would have said yes or no. Right. Um, and then just to back up for two seconds, too, when they find out the file name, the file name is ones and zeros. Right. I don't. Yeah. How did they get to the ones and zeros? Because I think right they, they probably ran one of those. They like, mashed com- their names together, I think. Or so no, one yeah. zero zero one. Right, right. And then the other two people. I Seriously, I think, I'm think i pretty yeah. sure that's what happened. No, yeah. I think that was zero one's main name. Is zero one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One, one, zero, zero, one, right. zero, zero, yeah. one. I just don't know no, how they got the, to the uh, right Western sequence. Hemisphere of yeah. Please, yeah. please, please call me zero one. Yeah. <laughs> it got changed at Bleep Blorp Island. One, one, zero, zero, one, zero, zero, one is my father's name. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. But it's, yeah, that's, I, th- I, I was under the impression that they just like ran a program to like, instantly go through all combinations of... So like a cracking program. Yeah, like a cracking program. Yeah. yeah. And then, the, but what's great is that like, in order to download the information, they have to work together. Right. Picard yeah. and Riker. So they sit down like the little like pull-out seats that we keep seeing in the first season, like the back stations and like, they're like pressing things together Right, it's a classic, well, we're being hacked. It takes two people to... Yeah, yeah. hold on, scoot over and right. I have to, yeah. Well, it's the other hilarious. funny thing is they're not looking at anything on their screen. There's, there's no how do they know? Nothing is going on yeah. on the screen, and so it's like, it's well, how, what are they circles. doing? Yeah, <laughs> the finer thing is just circles, like orange and blue circles. circles. Yeah, yeah, it's like nothing's happening based on the buttons you're pressing. How do how you know do if it's know? working? Right. <laughs> but event, they somehow crack. They the do code. it. Yeah, yeah, they, they do. do it. And they get the story from the binaries. They're like, look, man, this EMP thing was gonna past our world we all would have died yeah we yeah. needed you to just store our information for a second <laughs> they also pull the guilt trip like well you were late yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you were late so we had to do this right yeah. right yeah. and they take them back to the star base mm-hmm. and the funny thing is is like even understanding this entire thing at the end picard just like well, you know, we've got to court-martial you. Like, that's, that's fine. We get They're it. like, we yeah, we it. knew that would happen. This, the, yeah. this race full of Tilda Swintons. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Purple Tilda Swintons. Purple Tilda Swintons. <laughs> and oh, uh, they realize at the end, you know, everyone's back on the ship. Everything's fine again. The they binars, the binars, yeah. The binars yeah, have their uh, home world back, except for these four that are probably going to be executed or something by yeah. the Federation. Unrelated note: I love when the Enterprise pulls back into Starbase and the rest of the crew is sitting, the, is standing there in the control room in like form, in formation. perfect formation, yeah, yeah. smiling, yeah. watching everything come in. Like they even brought Wesley on, be like, Wesley, come up, they're coming back. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, so they're oh, back. Uh, everything is fine, and then they realize, oh wait. Minuet, yeah. who loves all jazz, yes, is gone. Riker's like, well, this crisis is averted. I still have to go get my dick wet. Right? Uh, yeah, that, that's oh, pretty. Much, yeah, that's true. It's this true. Is how it's Riker, true. This is how Riker thinks. Riker yeah. is the Kirk of the show. Oh, like, totally. That's totally. why they have him. Right. Yeah. And he was like, well, man, I gotta go back to my anime pillow. Uh, yeah, Kamiko Chan. They're like, yeah. well, oh wait, Minuet's not there. 
It's someone yeah. completely different. Why does it? Why does it's a different look, sex object? Mind you, yeah. why does Minnie Wet look different? Yeah, yeah. I don't get that. Well, I, at least they could make her look the same. They might not be able to recreate her personality. So, but Riker, Riker could see something in her eyes that's like, oh, that's not the same minuet. Right. You know? And Picard goes to this whole thing. He's like, well, you know, relationships sometimes don't work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Riker, some are unforgettable. Well, well, it wasn't real. It wasn't None real. Of it was real, Riker. <laughs> well, I also want to point out that Riker said that he tried every combination. And yeah. still couldn't find Minuet. Yeah. So who knows what happened in that? Well, the, that, yeah. And then, then like the episode just ends. Uh, yeah, that's but, it. Well, because they take off right away. And I know it was supposed to be 48 hours or something. But like I was they still got like, refitted immediately. I'm like, did they fix the ship? No. Like, they, <laughs> it's, not, it's never clear whether they did the thing that they went to the star base to do. Yeah. yeah you think that yeah. they need more time, especially after this crisis, you know? Oh, totally. Like, but it's what I don't get is that Minuet disappeared yeah inexplicably so if the binars are off the ship they don't no so here's what i think happened when they were storing all the information the collective conscious of the binars oh that is yeah, what yeah, yeah. powered minuet and allowed it to be so real so Wait. when they downloaded all of that when they got rid of all yeah. of that and put so it if back riker planet, had had sex with minuet he would have had sex with all of the, the binars. collective consciousness of these purple Tilda Swintons. Yeah, would have all seen his. <laughs> oh, no, no. I don't even think you could put that many notches on your bedpost. Yeah, wow. He's probably already has more than the entire binar population. Riker is so yeah. weird. Oh yeah. man, no, he is very. He counts simple. all of those, by yeah. the way, in his count. Yeah, he's keeping running tally. Oh god. All right. Well, Clint, this is the part in the episode where we like to rate it. Okay. So we have a three-level rating system. Uh, right. If you loved it, if you thought that this was a great episode of Star Trek and everybody should watch it, it's set to kill. Okay. If it's one that comes up in your queue and you think, you know what, it's pretty good, make sure to watch it, that's set to stun. And if it's one that, even if it comes up, skip, avoid at all costs, that's leave it in the holster. So what okay. do you think? Set to mm. kill, set to stun, or leave it in the holster? That's a good question. I think there's, as much as it's not a great episode by any means, I think uh, there's enough sort of weird stuff in it that I think I could give it like a tentative set to stun. But if there was like one or two things that were worse about it, then it would be a leave it in the holster. Ah, I gotcha. I gotcha. Patrick, what do you think? All right, so uh, one question. Do we see the binars again? No. No, no, we Leave it in the holster then. Leave it in the holster? There's no point in seeing it. Like, I I know it's a one-off. One-offs are fun. Mm -hmm. I I like that about, you know, sci-fi shows. But it's so dumb like, yeah <laughs> it's great yeah well it's it's it, just so goddamn dumb like i sort of i get its position in the in the season like trying yeah. to like trying to do its best to establish character relationships a little bit because right. in, in many ways it's it's uh, they didn't get a chance to breathe and you, you can i i appreciate them doing that at yeah. the beginning well it also feels like an, an important picard riker bonding moment because this is totally like a agree. scenario an emergency scenario where they have to work like, together use both of their right. commanding styles to like make that work and like you know picard learns a little bit more about riker and yeah. sort of vice versa and so like in that respect i sort of get it um but uh, and look at how far that relationship has come since the first episode. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a yeah. tremendous uh, growth between the two of them. Yeah. But Clint, I think I'm going to agree with you, and I'm going to say uh, set to stun. But I'm on the opposite side of set to stun. Okay, where so it's, it's almost almost great? set to kill. You're kidding okay. me? No, I'm not kidding you. <laughs> I think you know what it is. You know why? Because 
we always joke around about the holodeck being a sex dungeon. Yeah. Right? And this is... The, the, yet another time, the holodeck almost destroyed oh, the ship. Yeah, it's yeah. true. But Just in because this episode, Riker needs to have sex. They have to yeah. keep this thing. Yeah. I, 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 but, but what I like about it is they acknowledge that in this episode. Yeah. We don't have to infer it anymore. We kept asking questions about, like, well, do people have sex all the time in it? Yes. Now that is a definitive, absolute... Well, I like that Picard came in and immediately it was like, Oh, oh, I know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. You're not just here yeah. to play trombone right yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. So uh, that's what I like about this episode is it is it establishes the holodeck as what we expect it to be, yeah. and it's the writers giving us that nod. Now, is the episode all that good? Eh, no. But <laughs> but uh, that's why it's set to stun. But now we do know uh, what its primary use is <laughs> on the Enterprise. And I thought that that was very interesting. Yeah, like Quark's, Quark's Hollow Suites in DS9 are just them just owning up to it. Be like, oh, yeah. yeah. You're going to use this for sex fantasies. That's yeah. what I totally get it. Yeah. Which you have to. You're out in the middle of space in a utopian society. Yeah. Right? So there's got to be the whole sexual thing has got to be very strange on that. Well, everyone's wearing thing. those skin tight. Outfits, yeah. suits, yeah. yeah, yeah, and and there the is, we do know that there is uh, dating between people on the, there's, on yeah, the there's families on the, yeah. on the D, um, but then there's a bunch of single guys and girls who need to get, you know, certain yeah. needs met, it's, and that's what the holiday twenty fourth century, it's a post scarcity secular humanist yeah. utopia. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's everyone's letting the freak flag fly, and I yeah. think uh, you know infinite diversity and infinite combinations. Yeah. Agreed, and I would love. One day to do a deep dive into the holodeck just to try to understand Ayo. it. Ayo. Yeah. <laughs> just there, to understand it a little bit better. I kind of feel yeah. like the rules of it, because that's one thing that's come up a couple times is like, well, where do you draw the line? Because there's yeah. fetishes, there's all these right. sorts of things. Well, here's what here's my my theory, and I admittedly have not seen Star Trek, but um back in Tuscaloosa, uh, some friends of mine had a house together, and there's one guy that was super messy and he couldn't keep it contained. And they gave him one room, and it was like, the, all right, the sunroom is the no-rules room. <laughs> you can ash your cigarette wherever. You can leave beer bottles wherever. It's like, but that's your room, and that's where the mess lives. Right. The holodeck is like the no-rules room. <laughs> I, I guess, well, that, that's kind of funny then, thinking about it, because this is a no-holds-barred no room for a... For people who are in a society that apparently have such have such like tremendous self control yeah. yeah. and like idealistic priorities where everyone does everything right, war is not a thing. Yeah. Everyone works together for the betterment of yeah. mankind. You know, Worf just goes in there to murder people. Oh, he does yeah. in later episodes, you watch him murder people in there. Yeah. Like well, he, not people, skeletons. Yeah, stuff, skeletons. But, yeah, but like, yeah. and like, I think Riker joins him. They like have a yeah. bro bro day. Yeah, <laughs> killing like playing, playing Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, um, well, actually, I want to go back to Minuet real quick, and I just want to point out another so stupid I had to write it down line because sure, again, yeah. like this also is another instance of like Riker trying to be the Kirk of the show, where they like, need the handsome young guy to like yeah. romance all the ladies, and um, again, part of his love of like jazz and whatnot. Uh, he has a very Humphrey Bogart line when he like go- comes on to Minuet and he says, "Oh, what's a oh." What's a girl like you doing in a computer-generated gin joint like this? Yes. <laughs> and like, oh, man. Yeah. Like, oh, you know God. someone had that in their notebook, and they like right. just pasted it in. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm happy they did. I yeah. like that line. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Made me laugh as I was watching it. It's Again, true. not the best Star Trek Next Gen episode. No. I mean, it's I, I definitely a Yeah, I had fun but, watching but it. But it's just, I wouldn't moments. recommend it. No, yeah, yeah. it's pretty stupid. It's yet another uh, example of the uh, case where you can just say, just skip to season three. Yeah, of course. And I told Patrick that when we first started this podcast. I'm like, I'm dude, so I really want to do this podcast, but maybe we should just skip season one. And no. no. Yeah. We're doing <laughs> yeah. it. We're doing the whole experience. Yeah, man. 
All right. Well, Clint, thank you so much for coming by, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I love, I love uh, watching Star Trek. I love talking about Star Trek. I don't get enough chances to do it. So thank you very much. Well, you're doing a project called Trexercise. What is yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. So, like, this is kind of an informal thing, like, kind of around. It's, I guess it's been about a year and I haven't I haven't really been doing it as much as I would like. But basically in my ongoing quest to like actually get in shape and lose weight because I'm a I'm a fat ass. Um, my, uh, you're not nah, a fat ass. Well, you look good. Thanks. That blazer that looks was, sharp. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I decided like because this is an idea I had forever ago and then finally implemented it. There are five Star Trek series, right? Mm-hmm. And there are five weekdays in the week. So if I want to work out five days a week, I'm going to watch an episode of a different Star Trek series every day of the week. So like Monday's original series, Tuesday's Next Gen, Wednesday's DS9, and so on. So like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'll do like exercise bike stuff. And then like Tuesday, Thursdays, I do like upper body and like weight training and stuff. And so that that's kind of working. And I'll just like write a little uh, blurb on Facebook. And I think that's where you contacted me. Yeah, well, I saw that and I was like, oh, man, I didn't uh, realize yeah. you were a Trek head. So yeah, um, yeah. I was like, oh, man, come on our show. Yeah. And so I did one one zero zero one zero zero one. Uh, weeks ago, I think I'm like at this point right now. I'm like almost done with season one of cool. of, of Next Gen. Very mm, cool. Yeah, yeah. How are you dealing with Enterprise? Who it's it's rough. Yeah, like, uh, I heard it wasn't good. Thursdays and Fridays are Voyager and Enterprise days, and they tend to uh, be days where I look at my phone a little more often while <laughs> I'm doing it. Um, I mean, to be fair, like arm days, like um, you know, I'll I'll bike for the first for for all 45 minutes on the days that I actually use the exercise bike. But like I have like a, just like a upper upper body sort of thing that I'm just it takes like 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. So then like you know, I'll just watch off and on. Uh, so I'll do it for next gen. And I'll do it for Voyager. But like Voyager is really boring. I always look forward to the DS9 episodes because yeah, totally. right from the start. Like even the good series, like Next Gen, like I get, like we said, it takes a couple seasons to get going. And I'm still in the dark ages a little bit, kind of like you are right now. Yeah. Um. So like, but from the start, DS9 is great. So whenever I'm doing the write ups, I'm like, oh, there's all these interesting themes about like and all these political stuff. And then um, Next Gen, it's like, oh, uh, this is really regressive and dated. Yep. And yeah. Yeah. Goofy. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so that, that that's sort of what I'm doing. I'm hoping to get if I get through all five series like yeah you're gonna be jacked as hell dude like i mean <laughs> i like to be honest i haven't lost any weight but i feel better i feel oh, no, healthy yeah, so like that's the point yeah i yeah. guess yeah it is uh, yeah and then you podcast as well alka hollywood yes and when yes. does that come out uh we usually do episodes every thursdays we try to they usually sometimes they'll end up being friday or saturday but it's every yeah. week yeah uh it's every week it's uh, alkahollywood.com a-l-c-o hollywood.com excellent thanks man and patrick uh anything you want to talk about before we uh yeah listen to patrick give us a five-star rating on itunes yeah, yeah. you're listening right now you're yeah. Listen- yeah you're listening right now so while uh, you're listening hop over to itunes and give us that rating i think yeah. we have eight or nine hell yeah yeah. yeah yeah uh and also listen to politics off that's me and Zach Mass, other uh, uh, Peaches and Hot Sauce show. We talk about stuff that's going on in politics that week, and we have a wacky guest. Yeah. Mm, Hippy yeah. dippy weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. And then, of course, please listen to Making New Friends, another show with a hippy dippy weirdo on it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I've been doing that show for a long time. Yeah. I think I'm at like 160. 
five episodes like now? Three years. Yeah, nice. it's been yeah, a long yeah. time. Uh, Patrick, you got to come back on. It's been I too will. long. Yeah, and uh, both that and Alcoholywood are on the CPC, right? Yeah, yeah, Chicago Podcast Co-op. I love the Chicago Podcast yeah, Co-op. Yeah, as do I. Yeah, they, I like getting yeah. money for yeah, my me podcast. Too. We just got a new microphone. I talked about this on like, Making New Friends. We just got a new microphone, the Shure SM7B, and I fucking love this microphone. And the only reason we could get it is from that Chicago Podcast yeah, Co-op Yeah, same here. Same with our equipment. Yeah, so that's yeah. what I'm putting it into is just upgrading all the stuff in the studio and like um, just trying to make the podcasts themselves better. Mm-hmm. The Chicago Podcast Co-op is perfect for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you're a local Chicago business, yeah, please you should sign advertise up with and, them. Yeah. You know, or cater to the businesses that we advertise on that. Yeah, absolutely. that helps us. And you can follow me on Twitter at Pat Likes a Tweet because Facebook is for noobs. Um, mm-hmm. Five-star reviews for everything. I think that's it, right? Yeah. Anything else? Engage. <laughs> <laughs> Peaches. Hot sauce. Peaches. Peaches.